Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z-Man. What up, yo? This is This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. It's your boy, DJ Paul KOL from 360 Young Busy Bone. Vice World. This your man, Mastermind, the hell raise up. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Having me, man. 
First and foremost, you know, uh, let's talk a little bit about DMX, man. You know, I know you got a, um, you just posted a bunch of covers uh, that you have in your collection with him on it. How important was he to you uh, as far as a hip-hop fan goes? You, you know, I think he summed it up um, pretty well in your intro. By the way, I got to tell you that uh, that's got to be the hardest intro I've ever heard right there that you have going on. <laughs> but, okay, but, yeah, D- DMX. <laughs> yeah, so so DMX to me, I mean, like I said, you summed it up pretty well, and uh, I was the same way. I was a teenager when he was out. Um, I saw him over at the Hard Knock Life tour when they came to San Jose. Uh, he was, it was just one of the most incredible, uh, performances I saw. And then at the end, you know, he does his little prayer and it was just, you, you can tell by the way he was speaking, his pain, uh, he, his prayer, it was like he was, he, he meant every word he was saying out there and trying to, you know, he had, he was struggling. He had demons that he was dealing with. And so that's what made him real too, is because he's speaking about it and he's trying to, do something and you know hip-hop comes out of the struggle and uh so a lot of people could really relate to some of the things he's talking about and that's how i was and he made great music too so i mean that's that's what he meant to me he's you know one of my favorite artists growing up and uh we're oh, gonna yeah. miss him a lot absolutely absolutely he's uh like i said man his, he wore his paint on his sleeve and uh i think that helped a lot of people uh, throughout the years, uh, hell of a career, you know, um, I mean, right out the gate swinging two platinum albums in the same year. Um, I was fortunate to review one of them, uh, flesh of my flesh. Um, we're going to go to that song slip in here later during the break, but, um, man, you, you yourself though, Brian, first and foremost, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Salinas, California. Born and raised, I've moved here and there, but I've always come back to Salinas, so that's my hometown. Salinas, is that like that's in the valley, right? Yeah, it's Central Coast, so it's it's about one hour south of San Jose and about six hours uh, north of LA. So we're right in the in the center. Oh, all right. So you're familiar with yeah. the music of like Dark Room Familia and uh, cats like that, then. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, they definitely been putting out music for many, many years. When did you, um, you know what I'm saying, get the hip-hop bug? And what started it all off for you? Um, you know, just growing up as a kid, um, we, we we heard everything that was on the radio. So, you know, it started off hearing Run DMC and Beastie Boys and stuff like that. And um, I got introduced early on to Run DMC. And I was cool with it. I used to rock it on my uh, Walkman. And then uh, one day, uh, my brother came back from, he was going to school at uh, Williams College out in Boston area. And um, he brought back a public enemy, Yo Bum Rush the Show um, tape. And that was it. (laughs) I mean, I can go into a deep story, but that's... Yeah, as soon as that happens, that that was it right there. And, you know, I, I was thinking about it the other day, too, because it was so important because of their message. But not only that, they used to, in the cassette tapes, they would have the lyrics written out. And especially I had the I, the version I had, had like the lyric little lyric pack in it. So as you read along to it, you're just like, okay, you know, like you're really 
you're really uh, understanding what they're saying in there, and it's just it's it's amazing. So I just got hooked from that point on. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, me too, man. Uh, I think uh, the first thing that really got my attention, like you, was Run DMC. you know, they had uh, uh, millions and millions of kids from all around the globe looking for those hats and the Adidas and the, you know, I mean, uh, <laughs> it was a, it, it was a cultural phenomenon that really um, exploded. But before that, though, yeah. I, I can recall listening to the Fat Boys, like, uh, can you feel it, 1984? Um, I was only about six years old then. That kind of dates how old I am. But... Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, that was a golden era. That that really kicked it off, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, once once that happened, like um, it was just a, a, a curiosity where I just wanted more and more and more. And you know, as the years, hip hop changed, and I changed with it and tried to listen to everything I can get my hands on, you know. Yeah, yeah, me too. Same thing. You know, some of my. Uh, you know, Saturdays or most of my Saturdays, uh, you know, uh, after I grew out of the Toys R Us phase, started to go to the record stores. That's where I'd spend my uh, my Saturdays, and I'd discover all kinds of great music and hip hop uh, reading material. Eventually, uh, man, when did you get into the uh, hip hop magazines and start collecting them? Um, it actually started a little bit later, you know, um, obviously the source was out already, but I hadn't, I didn't even know about the source at the time. And then, uh, one day I picked up an early issue and, um, I read it and I started realizing like, oh, wow, there's cats over here. There's, there's, there's more artists than you thought were out there. The ones that aren't just on, on, you know, MTV raps and, you know, on the box or wherever you would listen to it on the radio there was a lot of underground hip hop and just so much music out there that I hadn't been able to, to get yet. So I actually used it as reference material because I was like, okay, I'm going to go back. Let me see what the source gave um, on this one. Let me hear, read the reviews, see what people are playing on the radio stations and in different areas. And it just started from there. And so I just kind of built it almost like a little, little uh, library of, of resource material. You know, and obviously this is pre-internet days, so it, that was valuable to me. That that information was really valuable to me. So, I mean, that's where it really begun. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And Murder Dog, I didn't you know realize as a kid when I was doing reviews um, that they were reaching people in, in parts of the world that I never even dreamed of, of going to. And that's how a lot of these people yeah. were. Uh, Discovering the music, you know, via these magazines. Um, <clears throat> did it be, did it come to the point like you know some people collect baseball cards or whatever? Did it become to the point like where you're like going out everywhere looking for magazines? Like if you go to a flea market, you you got your eyes open. And I mean, did it get like that or? Um, it actually did. It actually did because once I, um, like I said, at first it was just whenever I got all the main. Because I used to go to our local uh, record shops and Tower Records and Warehouse and whatever they had on the rack was usually, you know, the source. Uh, later on, Double XL and Vibe and stuff like that. And even before that, they had uh, they would have uh, what is it? Uh, not Rap Masters, but the Yo Magazine or Rap Rap something. But yep. they used to have a few of those magazines out there. But it wasn't like a huge selection of magazines to 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 look at. So I used to collect those and then 
it got to a point where I think the music changed also. Obviously, once NWA came around and the the insurgents of the West Coast, and I started really paying closer attention to like uh, the Bay Area um, uh, music, and I was starting to pay attention to stuff down south, LA um, hip hop. So um, I couldn't find as much material within those uh, specific. Um, Magazine, so that's when I started like really reaching out to try to find stuff like what we were just talking about Street Masters, Murder Dog, a lot of Bay Area magazines like that. Finding um, hip hop magazines out of uh, out of uh, Atlanta and stuff like that, and it just started it started becoming something that I enjoyed doing because I mean again there's there's stuff in those there's resources and you can read articles on artists that you usually didn't hear about which went back to the music where, okay, I heard about this guy, this and that. I want to go uh, check out his uh, tape, you know, or CD at that time. And, um, yeah, so it became a thing where I was, <laughs> I was definitely uh, out on the hunt. And I, I actually, it was, it's the weirdest thing because at that, at that time, um, I didn't really, there was no Instagram, there was no, you know, stuff like that. So I just thought I had this crazy um, passion and, collecting uh, magazines was kind of weird, you know, but I enjoyed it. So I didn't really care if anybody, you know, anybody else uh, dug it or not. So I definitely was early on um, collecting a lot of magazines and picking them up. Well, I think we all collect things to a certain degree. You know, Um, we all uh, have things that we like and, um, you know, uh, the dope thing about hip hop magazines though is, uh, you know, all the stories, all the content. Um, what are some of your favorite magazines off the top of your head? I mean, I know there's so many, but what are some of your favorite ones that stand out? That stand out? Um, wow. That's a tough one. Um, I would say just straight out, like, obviously the early source magazines until maybe somewhere around, uh, you know, the the early 2000s. I always, you know, that was like one of the first ones I ever had. So the source has a special place with me. Um, Rap Pages out of L.A. was a, a big one for me. Murder Dog yeah. out of Vallejo was big for me. So um, those are ones where I really, even to this day, like just thinking about them and looking at them, I'm like, man, these are some, this this is some hard stuff right here. And all for different reasons, you know. Uh, so I would say those are some of the ones that really stand out. I'm looking, uh, I'm at your website right now, and I encourage everybody listening to go there. It's rapzines.com. I'm looking at some of the ones you have for sale, and uh, I'm looking at some of these Murder Dogs. Classic. Like you got my uh, uh, interview with the game on the cover uh, where he's uh, got the bandana over his face. That's a classic issue. Then right oh, next yeah. to it, I Keek the Sneak. I did that cover too. Um, uh and then below that, too, like artists. Yeah, U USDA, I did that one. But then um above that is the Soldier Slim. Um I didn't get to interview him, uh sadly. He was uh killed. Um man, you have a hell of a collection. Now these are just the the doubles you have for sale? Yes, yes. only duplicates. Yeah, and and it's funny thing because people are always because there's a lot of stuff on there that's underpriced, overpriced. I'm like, you know, I I put a price on what it means to me. It's not really yeah. doesn't go off of any kind of market or anything like that. 
It, I, there's stuff on there like that, Soldier Slim. I really don't want to get rid of it. That's why <laughs> there's a price tag on it like that because, I mean, if you really want it to take it out of my possession, that's what you're going to have to pay for it kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know, um, I, I didn't uh, keep a lot of the murder dogs because um, I wanted to pass them out and flood the streets with them. You know, um mm-hmm. So they're rare. You know, these things, people don't understand that these things are hard to find, especially the older uh, issues that you got. Like I'm looking here, you got one with uh, uh, Rabbit Forte, um, and then right next to it you got oh, yeah. the Sibo cover. Now, those are the big issues of Murder Dog. Um, those yeah. are so hard to find. People don't even have a clue. Yeah, no you know, yeah. Um, yeah. that's what no, I'm talking sure. about. And, and I think I think the thing about Murder Dog, which hits on all aspects of for me, is that number one, just what you're saying right now, it, they're hard to find, they're rare. But not only that, the content was dope. Um, you know, it was only, it was very uh, hardcore. Even the covers, a lot of them brandishing guns and stuff on the cover, and and also because, um, like you said, those things, those magazines, a lot of people really like them a lot, so they're popular. So you, you're yeah. mixing all that together uh, for a magazine that everybody wants but nobody has. That it just it makes for a, a great magazine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, but here, I mean, you got so many magazines. You literally got A through Z. And uh, <laughs> I mean, there's just I didn't even realize there was that many rap magazines or hip hop magazines. Yeah. Here I you mean, explosives. And, um, Man, this is amazing. Yeah, and if you're looking at the ones for sale, there's actually on the home home page. I actually did something that I thought was kind of cool. Is if you click on just my collection, I I have like little um, how would you say it? I have like um, the logos of all these uh, different um, magazine titles, and you can see every title that I own on there. You know, it goes through, you know, from – and they're all on one page, so you can look at all of them and just click on one and go straight to Vive or something, or you can go into Rap Sheets or, you know, Blaze yeah. Magazine, whatever you'd like. But it just – it's just it's it's cool to just have people just browse. And, you know, a lot of people just have uh, – just for nostalgia, you know, they want to go and take a look at the stuff. So I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, you even have, I mean, you have a lot of rare stuff. I'm looking at this. You got sheet music for Run DMC's It's Tricky. Now, that's got to be super <laughs> yeah. rare. Because who would have thought yeah. that, you know, they have sheet music for a hip-hop record, uh, especially back then, right. <laughs> you know? Um, know yeah, that, that was really my, I mean, I, like I said, <clears throat> I heard the Fat Boys, I heard King of Rock and everything, but that album was my real introduction because, you know, it's tricky. Uh, Peter Piper. I mean, those were classic songs. Um, plus, yeah. they really, really um, fused the rock when they got Aerosmith on there. Before, they just had people playing the guitar. You know, like Rock Box, King of Rock, dope songs. But uh, here, they actually worked with the rock band. I think that propelled them too to to new heights as well, and hip hop. Oh yeah, at yeah. that time, no doubt. You know, um, no doubt. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna uh, we're gonna go to a song, uh, DMX slipping. Then we're gonna come back, and uh, my brother Sim from France. I know he wants to ask you some questions about some magazines, 
including some French magazines over there. So uh, we're going to uh, come right back with Brian from rapzines.com. Don't go nowhere.
I get back Looking tight slick again Fake niggas jump back on my dick again Nothing but love for those that know how it feel And much respect to all my niggas that kept it real Kept a nigga strong, kept a nigga from doing wrong Niggas know who they is, and this is your fucking song And to my boo, who suck with a nigga do All the bullshit you get your because it's too And you I'm slipping, I'm falling You got to go to this website because it's just a plethora of information about hip hop. It's almost like a museum, Brian, because uh, so much information is stored in your collection. You know, um, do you ever have people reaching out to you? Um, you know, to uh, you know, use any of it for documentaries or stories or articles or anything of that nature? Yeah, that that's actually how it. Um, well. Like when I made my website, it was really just for me, <laughs> and I, I don't actually like a lot of times I don't even promote it because it was kind of like a checklist. Plus, I wanted everything in one place to kind of like uh, have it together. And um, so when I did that, I did have a con. I well, I do have a uh, contact me um, um, button up there, and I started getting a lot of people asking for articles, asking for uh, information for documentaries they're doing. And um, just all kinds of different stuff. And it started taking on a different form where I was like, well, exactly what you're saying is that there is a lot of information in here that is important, you know, to to people for certain reasons, for research, for for many reasons. I've had photographers uh, call and they were looking for a photo that they did inside of a specific magazine or something. You know, they've used my magazines for um, – uh, the NWA movie, they asked me to find some pictures for them because they wanted to make the homes inside of, uh, inside of like Dre and Easy's home um, look realistic. So they wanted to know if there was any photos of them inside their homes or outside of their homes next to them and just like stuff like that. You know, um, right now I have some of my magazines um, on display in Abu Dhabi right now because they they're do, they have a photographer exhibit for Contact High, which was a book that came out about the about um, the photographs that um, were taken by all these uh, really um, really cool uh, photographers that have done stuff for hip hop, and um, so they wanted the actual picture that was taken, but also where it went, like on the cover of a Vibe or on the cover of a Source or you know a different magazine. So I have a I have about I think five to eight 
No, I have eight of them, eight magazines that are on display at a museum, uh, an exhibit right now up there. And it just t- it took on a different beast where I started realizing that, you know, that, like, this is important because, like, going back to what you were saying, those early uh, large murder dog magazines, there's dope interviews. There's all kinds of stuff in there that if if, let's just say, there's no more in existence or they get thrown away, all that information, if it's not stored online or anything like that, it's gone. The writing is gone. The journalists uh, uh, reviews everything. The pictures that were inside, we lose them in, in hip-hop. They're no longer a part of hip-hop. You know, so I kind of, that's why I kind of had my website up too like that to kind of spark interest if there was people that, you know, just wanted to look at it. And I, I, I started realizing that it's a little bit more important than than the reasons why I started um, collecting them, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So your uh, part of your collection was in Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, well, they actually used, used the information for research purposes, not actually in the documentary. But yeah. um, I've done that for, like I said, uh, there was the Huffington Post did, a, did, a, did an article on um, – one of the No Limit guys, Mac, out of No Limit, oh, okay. and he was he he was doing this detective investigation stuff because of uh, to see, you know, what happened if he was wrong wrongfully incarcerated, and he couldn't find anything online about these articles that Mac told him directly were in like uh, a certain what was it? I think it was a uh, rap pages, and then another article was about the incident was in a Source magazine. So, you know, like I dug those things out for him and, and sent him the article so that he can, you know, write this write this article about um, Mac and try to get him out of, out of jail and stuff. So, I mean, See, it, like I said, uh, yeah, there's a lot of information. information. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's and I, I'm sure you know, too. I mean, the stuff that you've written and, you know, pe- people want to go back and say, oh, how did – how did people take this album when it first came out? You know, it's a classic now. Everybody thinks it's a classic now, but how did people feel back then about it? Or, you know, was it received the same? There's so much information from the from the cover all the way to the advertisements in there that are important to somebody in, in some way. So I do think yeah. it's very vital that we um, we make sure that they're preserved and eventually they're, the information that's within at least my collection should be shared for um, hip-hop in general. I don't know how else to say it, but, like, so that people can, you know, use the information and it stays a part of hip-hop history, you know? Well, your collection is is amazing. I'm looking at the different titles of the magazines, and uh, I can't even count how many there are. Um, (laughs) And it's just... uh, no, I mean this is almost like a, I mean this is almost like a, a museum type thing. Like I was saying, do you uh, feel any kind of weight on your shoulders knowing that you have that responsibility? You know, in case, like you said, somebody reaches out to you again for a murder case or a movie or you know, right. um, who knows? Yeah, no, I mean I do, but at the same time, um, I'm more worried about that if something was to happen to me that what would happen to my collection. So I'm, I'm making sure that there's things in place as a, as safety plans, like plan B and C just in case I wasn't around. Cause you know, my family doesn't have like um, 
any interest in in having these so i want to make sure that that's taken care of that they're not just you know thrown on ebay or sent to the goodwill or something like that but um as far as like helping out people uh most of the time um you know it, it is a lot of work to research stuff like that but if it's something important or it's like the most important to me is like when a, a writer or a photographer reaches out to me and they're like, Hey man, I was featured in here. Or, you know, I did an article in here that I lost, I lost all my stuff in storage or something like that. I mean, that's their work. You know, they should have a copy of it, even if it is a, a, a scan or something like that. But I just think stuff like that is important to, for me to do. I mean, it's here, you know? Yeah. It's here, so. Oh, yeah. All the greats. I mean, Word Up Magazine, everything you can think of. You even got issues of Sports Illustrated that feature hip-hop uh, artists. Uh, <laughs> like you got one with yeah. uh, Shaq, uh, Ice Cube on the cover. Um, <clears throat> I mean, this is just an amazing collection. Let's bring on the homie Sin from France. Um, I know he's got some questions. Sin, you there, brother? Yes, yes, sir. Hi, Scott. Hi, uh, Brian. How you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, I see you, you, you did a video with uh, all the big boxes, uh, old French magazines like uh, Radical, L'Affiche, Era, The News, Rapures. I think you have uh, huge information about uh, this French market, French place. <laughs> yes, yes, no doubt. Yeah. And, um, we used to to put a Mother Dog magazine previous ad into a US magazine, in fact, because a micro distributor for for Mother Dog in um, Mother magazine in France uh, worked for US and he worked for Dan News too. So <clears throat> we put Mother Dog in France too. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's that's <clears throat> crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I actually have one. And, uh, I only own one cop, one one issue of Murder Dog from uh, that was uh, that was from I believe from France. Yeah, from La Presse. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Radical was a big big magazine at the time. I, I think about ninety seven, ninety eight in France. It was very huge. It it was like the source, and even the French edition of the source too. <laughs> yes, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I do know that like with with the French magazines Radical is one of those ones that's so so girthy yeah. like there's so much information in there and for me um like the Radical covers are like some of the greatest covers I've seen you know there's there's a beautiful Nas one there's there's a toe there's a toe tag one with I think uh it's written with Pac's name on the toe tag from like how the Grave Diggers did their album but um, it's just a it's a white cover. It just has a toe tag, and it has, like, pox in, Tupac's information on it. And that one, when I saw it, I was like, wow, this is, like, crazy, you know? And they're thick. They're thick magazines, so there's so much information in there. And now I'm starting to realize, like, French hip-hop has its own community, and I've met some people uh, that, are, that collect, like, French uh, hip-hop magazines. There's a guy in, in France named Bursty. I, I don't know his full name, but yeah. he has an insane collection of of French magazines, you know? And yeah, I'm, I'm lucky was, now uh, that... They... <laughs> no, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Buster Flex uh, was a big rapper in France. 
Back to Jay. And it was in the cover on uh, in uh, Radical, I think. Oh, oh, La Fiche. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And and, and went, now uh, with technology. Was, uh, yeah. All right, but. Yeah, I was just going to say, now with technology, what happens is I'm able to scan them and, and have it translate, you know, into English. And it's a lot of work, yeah. but um, there's so much information there that I think, like, the when when French journalists are interviewing American artists, they ask different questions than the normal questions that sometimes the U.S. ones ask. And so it's interesting to see a different perspective of uh the information that they're asking or even the answers that the artists give I think is really important. Yeah, yeah. right? Like the, like the radical interview global, uh, global perspective. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes, sir. Well, Sid is like you. He um, he has a wealth yeah, of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, he, he collects too. I'm sure he's got um, a lot of murder. I know he's got a lot of murder dogs. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, uh, yeah, that's dope, man. Maybe behind the scenes you guys can connect and, uh, you know, trade issues or something. I'm sure. Uh, I, I've been working on it. His 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 English isn't isn't that great. So me and him have connected, <laughs> and actually he has a he has a, a French he has a ma- a book coming out about French hip hop magazines, and I think I have a small little section in there where he did a, we did a little interview and stuff. So. I think it's coming out pretty soon, and I, I should be – I don't know if he's still going to use it or not, but there should be maybe a small section uh, with me in there. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it's the Busty, Busty Brother, right? It's a book, it's a French book? Yes. Maybe. Yes, sir. Yeah. I know him, yes. Busty True Brother. He's uh, well-known in France uh, for mixtapes, for magazines, all that, yeah. <laughs> but in yeah. France, you know, yeah. we have the second market in, of hip hop in the world. <laughs> so, wow. it, it's uh, no. See, I didn't know that. We have uh, five or six magazines was big into stars at that time, and now they're nothing. So you see, it's all gone. So it's sad, but yeah. it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's the For same sure. market in 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 the U.S. too. There's not. You'll have a double yeah, XL yeah. that will come out quarterly, or if even that, maybe even now. I don't even know if they're. I haven't seen one in in some time, so they might even stop doing quarterly magazines. Uh, obviously, the source was done a few years back, I believe. You know, there's no vibe. Those were some of the big ones that were around, and now they're all pretty much uh, gone. Yeah, yeah, that's Bad. why. Uh, we distributed Murder Dog in France around 2006, and after we stopped it because in France they they don't know the culture, the dancers' culture. At this time, it was not hype, so we stopped it because um, there were no no more buyers. In fact, it was it was hard for us, but it was right. cool. It was cool for. for well, cool the sad thing is, look at the mom and pop shops. I mean, they're gone. That, those were the uh, the hubs for these magazines. I mean, that's where we went to get them. Um, everything is uh, is all streaming and digital now. Sadly, even the magazines. Uh, how does? Let me yeah. ask you this, Brian. Um, there's a lot of digital magazines out there. I I put one out. I only put out one issue. Uh, but um, 
how does that come into play? Do you do you save them on your hard drive, or do you not mess with them? Or yeah, pretty much. I mean, they're on my computer. Uh, one of the things for for me, as far as like new stuff like that, yeah, uh, I mean, it's still information. Information is information. But yeah. I, I think also for me, I'm I'm like I'm obviously old school, so it's the same thing that I always say about like tapes and CDs, even CDs. I mean, yeah, all this stuff is on iTunes and Spotify, but do you re- can you read the thank yous inside the extra photos that they put when you roll it out? You know the um, the the lyrics inside the liner notes and just everything everything else. Who who produced it? Who who did this? I mean, there's a lot of information in those when you roll them out, and I think uh, what people are going to start realizing if they haven't already is that just because uh, we do have the internet, that a lot of this stuff, if it's not digitized, it's not out there, you know. And I see that yeah. a lot when people um, message me with emails and they're like, um, "I'm looking for an article from '96 that had a, a picture of you know some guy." I looked all over the internet and I can't find the article. I'm all, yeah, because it, a lot of people really believe that the Internet holds all the information, and uh, it doesn't. And I don't know if we've come to that realization yet, but um, I think that's why it plays a part to also also preserve these. But at the same time with the digital magazines, it could be the same thing. They, you can't download them anymore, you know. Maybe they're not going to be downloaded anymore. So they're not available for download. So you have to, you know, it's the same thing. You have to, you got to keep up on it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sin is actually uh, responsible for archiving many of my reviews. Uh, he scanned them, and uh, I wouldn't have them if it yeah. wasn't for uh, him and, and others like him. Um, because, uh, yeah. a lot, like right. I said, I gave away all the issues. You know, I didn't need, yeah. I didn't need yeah. them at the time. Uh, I saved whatever I wanted for my, uh, you know, uh, my portfolio. And then um, I, I wanted to, I liked them, and I wanted to give them to other people because I knew they would find them uh, entertaining as well. You know, people I knew liked hip hop, so for sure. So thank you guys for well, that, archiving stuff. No doubt, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I, pretty, I, I do want to ask you though too. <laughs> Uh, before you go, I, I want to make sure to give you the floor. But um, before I do that, I want to ask you, uh, you know, what what would be your top five um, favorite issues that you have in your collection? Like, are there any to go to? Uh, top five, man. That's a tough one. But I'll, I'll just, I, I, I probably don't have a top five per se, but I, I have some that I have framed. And the reason I have them framed is because they're just beautiful covers, and they're, they they mean something special to me. Either the rarity, the the cover artist, or the way I I actually obtained it. You know, that's a big thing for me too as a collector. It's it's the story behind how I ended up with some of this stuff. You know, so I have a lot of stories of how I how I came about having some of this stuff. So I think I think all that together is just something for me personally that are favorites for me. And we can go right off of uh, DMX. I have this one called Hits Magazine, and he it's a black-and-white photo, and he's just uh, sitting there. You know how he has his signature cig- uh, cigarette in his ear? And yeah. the Hits Magazine was like an uh, industry magazine, so it wasn't one of those ones that was on newsstands. It was given out to, like, you know, the radio 
people. It was given out to people at the record labels. So it's not that easy to find either. And it's just a beautiful cover, and it it was something that, you know, DMX, like we have been speaking about, is somebody that I, I that was one of my favorite artists, so still is one of my favorite artists. So that one is a special one to me. I have a uh, – matter of fact, I have another hit magazine that <laughs> – that has Snoop on the cover, and they just took a beautiful picture. Is that he's wearing his uh, blue chucks, his blue Pendleton. Uh, he has his Dickies on, and he has a blue background, so everything's blue. You know, he's got the blue beanie. It's just a beautiful cover too, and that was a special one because of how I ended up with that one. That one came from um, Death Row, like uh, when they went bankrupt and they they had that big auction in um, in L.A. Um, I was able to obtain a bunch of Death Row magazines from that auction. Oh, wow. So that's a, that's a special one to me because of that too, is because um, it was an industry magazine, this beautiful cover. I got it from, you know, who knows, maybe that was sitting in Suge Knight's office or something while he was slapping somebody, who knows, but you know, <laughs> there's, there's like that, that's one of my favorite. Um, the one that you were just talking about that soldier, soldier slim one. I mean, it's just yeah. everything about that one there is just, it's a murder dog magazine and, it's just a incredible cover. I mean, and obviously, you know, Soldier Slim, he, he didn't, he, he died way too early, but, you know, he had, he had good music, even what he put, put out. And I just think it's an incredible cover. And like we were talking about earlier, it's a murder dog, you know, murder dog magazines yeah. are, are so dope. So, um, you got, uh, see uh, murder, true motherfucker cover too. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's just hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I mean, yeah, I know exactly. That one was not yeah, so, stores. I mean, it was in mom and pop stores, <laughs> but not chain stores. Right? In your face, yeah. <laughs> you know, I have uh, another one that I really enjoyed because it was kind of like an East Coast magazine, Ego Trip magazine, but they did one yeah. with Easy on the cover, and it was just a straight black background, and he's just he's just right there, and uh, I, I've always uh, liked that one right there. That one just a beautiful cover. Um, you got some, uh, we, we can do this all night. <laughs> you got uh, one yeah, thing I want to talk about, though. Um, you have an autograph of MC Ant from 1989. Uh, did he sign that personally <laughs> for you? Or? That one he didn't, but I don't know if I have it scanned there, but I, I was a part of the Too Short fan club. So I did get an autograph from him for, he, that he sent me, but... Um, the MC Ant, I didn't. That actually came from uh, a guy out of uh, out of uh, Fresno, I believe. He he hooked me up with a lot of Bay Area magazines when I was really. This was Craigslist time. This is when Craigslist was popping when it first came out. Yeah. And um, he had a bunch of stuff because he he had his own uh, record label called uh, We Seed Records, I believe. His name is Debo, and um, he put out some music and he had a bunch of magazines from the Bay. He put out his own magazine um, uh, that he put out, so he had some of those that I wanted, and um, that was in there with it. So, no, I didn't get it personally signed, but it's pretty dope, though. I got some um, some uh, autographs in my collection. I'm going to send you scans of them. I mean, most of them say to Scott, but uh, if you want to post them, okay. I mean, like I got the Method Man Tickle press release. Um Oh wow! With the actual, with the actual, uh, yeah, the press release with the photo, and he, he signed it to me. 
I got uh, one from Bushwick, Scarface, one from Willie D, Two Life Crew, you name it. I'll uh, go through them and, uh, you know, I'll send them your way. You're going to feel free to post them. No doubt. That, for the that would be incredible. Um, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was man. just going to say, uh, uh, I was just going to say when we were talking about that, about uh, Method Man and uh he has a lot of beautiful covers too. So I, anything with Method Man on the cover, man, and those are those are great magazines too that I really enjoy. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, and that's the cool thing about this. Uh, it's it's the preservation of hip hop. It's what we've said all along here on the show. That's why we do this show. And what you're doing is the exact same thing uh, in your own way. And uh, I commend you for doing that, uh, Brian. Uh, real talk, man. Um, yeah. Because uh, a lot of people, you know, like you said, they're just ready to sell their their magazines on eBay or something, or um, and there goes the the that history, you know. Because chances are, whoever's buying exactly. it's not going to do what you're doing with it, you know. You're yeah, sharing you know. it with uh, with the world. So everybody, please go to rapzines dot com. Um, man, we like you said, we could do this all night. It's great talking to you. Uh, before we do get out of here, I want to give you the floor, brother. Um, it's all yours. I uh, just want to, first of all, like I said earlier in that thing, uh, dope intro, man. I love w- what you're doing. Uh, I just, uh, like I said, it's a passion of mine. There's not really much more to it. It wasn't meant, like when I first started, it wasn't meant for anything but just to to enjoy it. And I'm getting to the age now where I have enjoyed it tremendously, and I want to make sure that by the end of my lifetime here that these are enjoyed by more than just me. And so that's what I'm working toward, and I got some things planned, and we'll see how everything goes. Yeah, and, you, and, if, yeah. and I'm very active on Instagram, so that's another good place you can catch me because when I get new stuff or I unbox new magazines, that's where I like to just go on there and uh, share share my new uh, discoveries with. Definitely, definitely. And please go to the website, and, you know, if you're a magazine collector, he's got some gems up there right now. Um, You know, they probably won't be up there very long. So uh, make sure to go there and check it out. Thanks again for uh, coming on the show. I appreciate you. We're going to go out of here with one of your favorites. Uh, uh, On your website, it says you like SIBO. This is uh, the gas chamber. So, uh, man, we're out of here. (laughs) Yeah.
so now it's on. Release slugs from my strap until they gone. And talking shit won't last. Get your ass blast. As I let the Mac 10 tap that ass. Bo Luck is what they call me. For the reason I say stop the smoke ducks off through the season. I don't need a life to go. So I don't need a life to kill. Like Cuba kill at will. The harder I come, the richer I get. I don't the gas. Now I'm coming with some Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.